0: everybody, welcome back to episode 78 in year two of Batman News Weekly, ladies and gentlemen. We got some interesting Snyder news for you today, and of course, we got a bunch of other entertainment stuff, of course, with the comic books today. But Clay, how is your week going, man?
1: Doing pretty good. I've actually been, like, fucking working my ass off with this uh, upcoming Etsy shop that I have going, Uh, my bigger uh selling point for my first item of course is my zack snyder justice league tumbler cups they came nice. out super clutch um i was getting the the stickers a little bit or the vinyl uh mm-hmm. kind of crooked and my wife was like fine i'll do it i was like you're not going to do any better than me and she's been able to do it perfectly with every single fucking cup and i'm kind of mad nice. that i wasn't able to do it um but that's why it's a team And they've turned out really well. She has a really nice camera that she bought from you. And she's been taking the photos with that. Um, So it's been doing well. You know, you called me out on a really shitty TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) And so now I'm (laughs) I'm editing the video. And uh, I went ahead and took it down. I was like, fuck, let me just like, (laughs) and uh, I'm editing it now. I'm super excited about it, dude. There is a lot of people that are interested in it. So I'm Mm. excited
0: yeah that's pretty awesome, yeah, no man that's that's the biggest thing like you can that's why I was like I was like, oh, let me let me talk shit, let me talk shit because like when you have a good product, like promoting it can kill it, no matter how good the product is, you have to put the best like promos forward for it to be successful because as we've seen with certain movies, like the shittiest movies, if you just have a good enough fucking promo team behind it, like they still make money, you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah the cups are pretty badass they look really cool i like that you've changed up the color designs on it so
1: that's kind of cool i think the black on black is pretty awesome i didn't uh, think it was gonna work i yeah. didn't out like because Ab- abby was like you should do the glossy black vinyl on the black cup and i was like abby are are you dumb that's not gonna show she's like yeah. just do it and i was like okay so yeah I- <laughs> no the black on black looks pretty dope yeah, yeah. i think the i think the 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 rainbow-ish one is probably the best yeah but, the holographic yeah. vinyls have turned out really really fun uh to work with um but the thing is so i buy the cups all from the same person mm-hmm. and we we have assorted cups so we don't just have black we have, yeah. we have a coral color a sky blue like all of these different colors but the quote-unquote black from the assorted cups
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh is like a charcoal black almost yeah. gray. like a matte black yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's like it's not that? closer to gray. I'll, sh- I'll even send you a photo showing the oh, difference okay. the two. But if I go to the same seller and buy only black, mm-hmm. um, like a palette of just only black, it's darker than that one. So I'm like, like, um, I like the grayish color. I think it'll still work out very well, but I'm yeah. trying to get in contact with uh, that company to see if we can buy those by themselves or do we have to keep buying the assorted with all of these other different colors? Yeah, which I have no clue if those other colors would even sell, just mm-hmm. because I know most of the uh, selling point on this movie is black and white because that's what Zack Snyder posted all throughout the three years, yeah, almost two and a half years of him hyping up, you know, what possibly could be. So that's why I've been doing everything black and white, and just the holog- holographic color looked really, really good yeah well speaking of Zack Snyder uh we'll just jump into that news right now
0: we finally got the rating for Zack Snyder's Justice League and it is going to be rated R now I asked you this question do you think this is going to be actually rated R are we going to just get the rated R for the funsies like we did
1: with Birds of Prey I said no we are definitely going to see this rated R being used and the reason why we already know that there's going to be uh Uh, a lot of killing when it comes to the parademons Uh, i'm pretty sure Zack snyder described it as uh at one point cyborg may like slaughter a whole bunch of them out of anger um Mm. we're gonna see a lot of guts a lot of blood um we know that batman's gonna drop the f-bomb somewhere (laughs) i'm not ready for that man it's gonna be wild um but we also know that like one of the biggest things and for anybody who doesn't know any of this, if you want to skip ahead, like maybe 45 seconds, uh, maybe a minute, um, go ahead, do it now. Uh, but we do also know the ending of this movie ends with Wonder Woman fucking slicing Whoops' head completely off. Like, mm-hmm. th- like it is going to be rated R. Um, yeah. And I told you also that there was other movies that Zack Snyder has done that are rated R, that are comic book related. 300. Um, also, Watchmen. And you said, oh, well, that was all for the tits. but Yeah, because you know, they both have tits in there. so <laughs> and, and they do. But somebody also... I've been saying... I mean, look,
0: lot. if they want to show Wonder Woman or Lois or anybody, I mean, I'm fine. I'm totally cool with it. I'm just saying. I don't expect it.
1: <laughs> but we also saw... Uh, well, I saw a lot in the last few days. A lot of people saying DC rated R films are superior and they show things like uh the ultimate cut of BVS, which is rated R. Uh, mm-hmm. They show Watchmen. They show 300. They also threw uh, Joker in there because that is rated R as well. And then yeah. some people, there is a small pocket. And we even, you know, changed our minds a little bit on the film. But Harley Quinn. Was also rated R. Uh, A lot of people still call it Birds of Prey, but that is a Harley Quinn movie. Like it Mm -hmm. just is. Yeah. There is a success rate for rated R DC films, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't surprise me that Zach would want to do this. You know. What was the
0: the rated R thing for
1: BVS though? So, in BVS, it was I believe violence and the blood i'm pretty sure um Hmm. because
0: i'd have to go back and look because like because the warehouse scene is still pretty brutal without like the theatrical release so yeah i don't yeah i just don't know where it would come from i'd have to go back and look because i don't i don't see why bbs would warrant it because when i remember watching the bbs extended version they added like some stuff with the um, the black activist being followed or going to her neighborhood
1: and seeing KGBs. I mean, she's also thrown in front of a subway. That wasn't shown in the- Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That'd be weird if that's considered like, oh, that's rated R. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like with all the yeah. other shit we show. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I have to go back and watch. Uh, it, it's very interesting to see what happens there. Um, so yeah, rated R. I mentioned to see what it's going to do but after seeing like birds of prey being rated r we kind of are like so uh, i went ahead
1: and searched it i said why is BVS ultimate rated r and the very first thing it says is violence and gore Mm
0: -hmm. is the
1: reasoning but right below it says this scene is extremely emotional due to all the extremely intense action going on and the loud music being played oh god (laughs) yeah
0: um but i mean we'll see i mean because even even in the theatrical cut of bbs is when batman says shit you know what i mean yeah um so it's not really anything crazy i don't think wonder woman does anything nuts in that movie
1: uh she 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 does cut um
0: yeah but i don't think that's really the thing is it it might be that the
1: opening terrorist scene because don't they massacre
0: some people or don't they? Oh, gun yeah, some yeah, down? yeah, yeah, yeah. They that's gun, why.
1: they they gun some people down. They killed Jimmy Olsen, like all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: I still don't agree with that part, but um, yeah. Which is when I think Wilson about movie. when
1: you really think about it, the Jimmy Olsen being a part of the CIA is mm-hmm. actually a pull from Superman Red Sun. So that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I just would have
0: liked to see Jimmy Olsen in a bat in a Superman movie. You know. Yeah, so. that's true. He was just kind of like a throwaway character, but then again, we don't know what's happening in the future of these movies anyways, so he could easily come back. Uh, But sticking with uh, the uh, Snyder thing, we got a Leto tease, basically the Joker card, which is funny because I have a glass case in my uh, thing now. I have that exact Joker card. It comes with a, a statue that I have of the Joker's hand, which is pretty dope. So yeah, we saw a tease. Uh, basically, the photo is Jared Leto in what we're assuming is his Joker costume persona, whatever. But it's it's so focused on the card; everything in the background's blurred out. You can kind of, he kind of looks like he's wearing like a muscle shirt, maybe with long hair.
1: Um, Dude, so many people looked at this photo and said, "Is Walking Phoenix in this movie?" Yeah. Because of the long hair. Mm-hmm. Um, what most people don't immediately think about um, is this is most likely and will be um, a part of the nightmare scenes, a part of this apocalyptic future. Um, A good friend of mine actually pointed out that this scene may be uh, taken from Batman R.I.P. There is a, a sequence where, Uh, Batman and Joker are talking within Arkham and it goes on to like a 16 panel grid near the Mm -hmm. end. Uh, It looks really, really cool. But uh, basically Joker does eventually like pull the card out and just like show him on the other side of the glass. Yeah. So this may be a Batman Superman, sorry, a Batman Joker interaction, Mm -hmm. which I will most likely think is true because the rumors are that there is a team-up between Batman, Joker, and Deathstroke. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see
0: what it says. Um, definitely something I don't want to see a lot of. I hope Snyder isn't dropping photos of this beforehand. Um, although I feel like that's going to happen. I feel like we're going to get a We're going to of... get
1: one more trailer. Um, yeah. Because of it's... the fans and and everything that has to do with, like, what originally was the Snyder Cut? Yeah, um, the runtime of the movie was 214 minutes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are all assuming, and it will probably be the next trailer is going to be on Valentine's Day, two fourteen. Okay.
0: Yeah, we'll see uh, what happens. I hope Snyder has learned from the Doomsday incident and does not show anything good. Um, you know even if it's just updated stuff again. Cause like at this point I don't need anything new. I'd rather see nothing from the nightmare scene personally. Like I want to see nothing.
1: I think um, we may get like a quick glance. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be watching the trailer, although I really want to, I don't know if I, if I'm going to because uh, of how hyped I am for it. And I just, I just want to be like in awe of everything yeah. when I finally sit down and watch that four hour glorious movie. Yeah.
0: At this point, like I'm not hyped for any movies this year, which sucks because I'm not gonna be able to watch them in theaters, you know what I mean, unless I want to brave a theater but and it's only d c movies, but knowing that I can watch it at home for free, like I'm just kind of like,, mm, yeah, I'll probably just do that so it, it's not really keeping the hype for me, which kind of sucks um because I'm not gonna be able to watch it with a bunch of people, you know, and I feel like that was one of the benefits of going to a theater um but so I may I may or may not watch trailers, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, so that is the stuff that we got for going on for Snyder. Some quickie news real quick. Batwoman has been renewed for season three. Uh, I'm not watching the show, so I do not care. Um, I've seen a lot, of course, of course, like the popular thing on YouTube to do is to shit on the CW shows. I've seen a lot of those about Batwoman. Um, but I'm not watching the show personally, so I don't know if it's good or not. Um, and then we got a comedy podcast for Batman,
1: yeah. I posted this in the, in your discord the other day. Um, I was not expecting this whatsoever. You know, yeah. we, we got news very early on, uh, during the shutdown of COVID and everything that DC signed a contract with Spotify to start making, uh, audio adventures, audio tales or whatever you want to call them. Um, I wasn't expecting this. Of course, we already know that we are getting another Batman series audio drama uh, mm-hmm. from the writer of or the co-producer. I can't remember exactly who it was.
0: He was uh, co He was a big part of it.
1: Yeah, uh, of Man of Steel. Yeah, but this, I guess, out of the popularity of, of course, Harley Quinn. This is going to be almost like a parody, a comedy of Batman in Gotham. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. The description of this, let me go ahead. I have it right here. Um, It says that... uh, Did we we mention Jeffrey Wright starring as Batman? Yeah, he is starring as Batman. So that is probably one of the... Bigger things that is, is the because I I saw that he was involved, but when you actually yeah. read the title of the article, it says that he is starring yeah. as Batman. It now says, is he Bruce Wayne? This says here a comedic podcast entitled Batman the Audio Adventures is heading to HBO Max sometime in 2021. The new series hails from uh Dennis uh, Mikkelsa, uh Min- Mick uh Mick Nichols he is from Saturday Night Live uh and uh who both wrote and directed the multi-episode series under Warner Brothers uh Blue Ribbon Content Division uh he has joined onto the project by John Berg as executive uh, executive producer and Angela Petrella as co-producer um it says here this new podcast is separate from the multi-year deal from dc recently struck with spotify so this is completely different i do think that this is in fact something that did spin out of the success of harley quinn it just makes sense for sure that it it would
0: um i don't need this (laughs) you know uh As somebody who is a diehard Batman fan, and I've kind of noticed, I don't know if it's just that, like, I just don't have the time to really put as much love into Batman as I used to before I went to becoming a full-time creator, because I'm constantly working on so many other things, but I've just noticed, like, right now, since I have such limited time, I only want good Batman shit, you know what I mean? Like, just reading everything Batman and a majority of it being kind of, like, lame, I'm kind of just like, ugh, I don't have time for this, you know what I mean? But... This is one of those things. I always bring this up because I always like to look at the past and be like, hey, this was a time I was wrong. Um, I always said I didn't need Joker. I said there was no reason for a Joker movie to be made. And they proved me 100 million times wrong. I should say 100 or 100, uh, 1 billion times wrong because that's what that movie made. Um, And maybe this comedy podcast will be fucking gold
1: and it'll be awesome. But I'm
0: just tired of Batman stuff.
1: Yes, same here. Now, I do remember during Fandom there was a retelling of the scripts of the Superman radio show. Yeah. Um, But the only thing with that is they did three episodes that came one after the other, but they changed the cast entirely for each episode, so there was no continuity in it. It was very mm. confusing to follow when you were watching the broadcast. Yeah. But I will say... This podcast has some fucking star power. So it says here at the very bottom of the article, um, we have people like Seth Meyers, John Leguizano, freaking Kenan Thompson, Rosario Dawson, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Alan Tudyk, freaking Brooke Shields. There is a whole bunch of really high profile actors and actresses that are attached to this project. Now there is no... Um, word on who any of these people will be playing there is plenty of more names here that i don't recognize yeah but um it is interesting how they were able to get this many big names onto a essentially radio show that's going to be on HBO max and possibly not anywhere else Mm -hmm. now i do know that there was a podcast for watchmen that was hosted on the HBO go uh, uh, app Yeah, that you could also listen to other, you know, you could probably listen to it on iTunes or or Apple podcast or whatever they call it these days, Mm -hmm. uh, Google uh, podcasts as well. So I don't know if this will branch out to other listening platforms, but if this is something that they are using as a service seller, it is a bit of a hard sell.
0: Yeah. uh, It would, like i just want to see if it's going to be like raunchy comedy because if it's raunchy comedy i feel like that could sell like you could do that really well and if you're smart about this and it's definitely going to happen even if they don't want it to if it is good enough and it is just an audio drama people are going to animate this and put it on youtube so if it's good enough you might as well just throw a fucking animation onto this have an animation team like draw it out or whatever especially if it is raunchy or funny because like a lot of those snl peoples have some crazy jokes so like i would be down for an adult comedy batman but if it's just kind of like a slapstick kind of comedy thing i'm just gonna be like i don't really care but that's
1: what i mean if there was a adult comedy batman i think it should spin off from harley quinn and have the continuity of it you know
0: Yeah, I think that would be good, but I think that's only if you were going to do animation. I don't think an audio drama necessarily should go off. If you wanted to start doing like a, you know, if they are doing Superman again, like start doing all of those universes in radio, that'd be kind of cool. You know, make a whole universe thing go in there. And then if they do good enough, then you know what? Make them into a fucking animated show. You know, just take the same scripts, maybe the same actors and bada bing, bada boom. They are there. Um, But, you know, We'll, we'll give this first episode a listen when it comes out. I don't know if it's going to be episodic or how it's going to be, but we'll definitely give it a listen, give our opinion on it when it uh, pops out, whenever that's going to be. Um, I'm not surprised about them getting star power, though, because there's not a lot of filming going on. So everybody's probably like, let's fucking get on what we can. That's
1: true. That is true. So, people are looking for jobs, and you know, you could easily record something at home. You know, Most of these people are probably very familiar with Voice work, Alan Tudyk, especially yeah. he played like seventeen billion people on Harley Quinn, yeah, so sure. you know it's on Star Wars, exactly. So, so yeah. I'm sure you know a lot of these studios are willing to dish out some of the tech and equipment to help these people, you know, f- record their their lines for sure.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I I mean I highly expect. Like I, I think an animation boom is going to be crazy. As more more that I've been watching anime recently. Uh, I saw how this is, I don't, I cannot confirm or I can't confirm this, but I heard that, uh, what is it? It's like this big thing, Demon Slayer. Is like that, that, that's a huge anime, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, like essentially saved Japan. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I've said that numerous times. So I've, yeah, I've heard it. Cause like they sold like 53 million something. And so yeah. like anime is becoming like really big. Like people are, I you know, it's, it's always been big in the West, but. I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing a lot more anime shit game popped out. Um, and that's just going to, they're going to try to pull big actors, you know what I mean? Which I'm surprised they've never done before. You know what I mean? I guess it's probably... Well, it's very like, strange possible. because,
1: you know, I i was thinking about it also. Back in the day, like, freaking Pocahontas had Christian Bale. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize that until like I was 20, if if yeah. not a little bit later in life. Like, there used to be like, of course, there's big names in Disney now, but people you wouldn't even fucking expect be in animation. So I would say, why not for a bigger budget anime movie, throw some throw some fucking names in there, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and everybody says there's this weird thing about, and I don't know if this is, I don't think it's, how, it's definitely not how it works in America from my understanding, but in Japan, you get paid better for your first outings and things than you do later which is very odd um hmm. you would think that the bigger you get the more you'd get paid right oh yeah um, that's definitely not how america works <laughs> yeah no you start out getting paid shit and then if you get better and better you get paid more so um yeah i thought that was very interesting i could be wrong here feel free to correct me in my discord which you guys can join up um but uh yeah i don't know i saw that happening but and it's really weird um cuz yeah me I mean, voice, unfortunately, like a lot of audio shit, you don't get paid well because everybody's like, anybody can do it. They still have that weird mindset of anybody can be a voice actor, you know what I mean? Which is, mm-hmm. I don't think is the case. Um, last bit of entertainment news that we have, though, is we finally got a synopsis for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And uh, this is pretty cool. So this is a synopsis that I have right here. It says, Welcome to Hell, a.k.a. Bell Reeve. The prison with the highest mortality rate in the U.S. of A, where the worst supervillains are kept and where they will do anything to get out. Even join a super secret, super shady Task Force force X. Today's do or die assignment, assemble a collection of cons, including uh, Bloodsport, Peacekeeper, uh, Captain Boomerang, Ratcatcher 2, which is very interesting. Not Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher 2, Savant, King Shark blackguard javelin and everyone's favorite psycho harley quinn they're armed uh, they're armed they're heavy and drop them literally on a remote enemy infused island of corto maltese uh, trekking through a jungle teaming with uh, militant advisories and guerrilla forces at every turn the suicide squad is on search to destroy mission with only uh, colonel rick flag on the ground to make them behave and a mandawala government in her in their ears Tracking with every movement, as always, one wrong movement, and they're all dead. Blah, uh, blah, blah. If anyone is laying down bets, the smart money is against them. All of them. So, we've kind of seen this. Uh, this is going back to, like, 80s-style action where we're just going to drop you on an island and shit's going to go crazy. Um, there's still got to be a really big surprise that we don't know about in this movie. And I'm assuming it's going to be still Vandal Savage possibly being the main villain yeah um but i would love for there to be a random because it's not uh prisco county prisco or what do they call it Mon- it's not monte prisco is it uh where bane's from like yeah. i would love for bane just to show up here and you're just like oh you know setting up for like the next suicide squad movie or something like that i think that would be awesome um or could be the end credit scene where they're like they've blown this whole place to hell and somebody's just getting out of a fucking cage from under the ground or whatever, and it's fucking bane. Like that, that would, would also be kind of cool. Be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So that's the synopsis for this. This is one of those movies, a la how you are with Zack Snyder's Justice League. I don't need to see anything else from this movie. I'm just ready for it. Like, I'm not super hyped because I won't be watching it in theaters, but I want to watch this movie still. Like, I'm this is probably the movie I'm most excited about in 2021. So,
1: yeah, uh, and, and it's it's so fun to know that, like, because of the majority of the actors that are attached to this film, we kind of know who they are personality wise. Yeah. So, just giving the character descriptions, you can kind of see, like, oh, okay, I know how he'll play that. Like, yeah. the idea of freaking John Cena playing a douchey Captain America, you mm-hmm. could totally see it. You could totally see John Cena doing that. So I may, like like I said with Zack Snyder's Justice League, I may watch this last trailer uh, because Mm -hmm. I believe we are getting one more, only one more of that, Um, which is crazy because we didn't, and we didn't, usually you get three trailers. And for Suicide Squad, I think this will only be technically one because the other one was a behind the scenes look. Yeah, so, though, a lot, though, they did show a lot. They showed yeah. a shit ton. Uh, But even with just that behind the scenes, look, it's gotten me hyped to the point of like, yeah, I don't need to see anything else. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah,
0: super pumped for that. Uh, But that is all the entertainment news we got. We got a little bit of comic book news that I kind of want to talk about because it mentions in Batman, which I feel like can spread out some stuff. But I do want to mention that uh, Clay sent me something today where uh, DC is trying to make Black Adam to be
1: Shazadam? Shazadam, yeah. Um, So here's the thing. Who is helming Black Adam at this moment in comics? I have no idea. The Justice League. Who was writing the Justice League? Bendis. Now you have to remember, Bendis was the guy who also changed the name of Tim Drake to Drake. So... A lot of people are not, you know, saying, like, people are saying, oh, this is totally something he would do. And Bendis has gone so far as to, like, go on to Twitter and say rumors are stupid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me basically debunking it. Um, I totally think that Bendis was going to do it. He saw the backlash. He's going to act like he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it in the comic. But in the comic itself, he's going to mention the fact that maybe Black Adam was considering it yeah. and then decided not to, just as a quote-unquote joke, uh, to because he thinks he's clever, um, yeah. which will be stupid all in itself. Um, Bendis needs to go. We all know now um, with the new uh, freaking line of comics, which is the, I always want to say new frontier, but infinite frontier. Yeah. Um. He does. N- he no longer has a exclusive contract with DC. Mm-hmm. Val uh Valiant, Bo- uh, not Boom Studios because I I I they would probably put him on Power Rangers. So don't do that. Valiant, Action Lab, IDW. Somebody pick this guy up so he no longer touches anything Marvel or DC ever again. Like that's ju- that's just what he needs to do. Maybe he would do good with freaking Ninja Turtles. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe. You know, I I just like he he is definitely somebody who just doesn't give a fuck about these characters. And he thinks that once he touches them, that is the rebirth of that character. And he thinks that, oh, this is the first time this character has ever been written. And that's the problem with the way he writes. Um, I told somebody today, um, hearing the name Bendis to me on a comic book is almost like like hearing that your dog has cancer like it's just it's it's something that's very disheartening and I just don't want it to happen yeah Uh, so
0: yeah I don't know I was just like what um I'm not (laughs) excited for anything in the future of DC at the moment besides Black Label I think Black Label's carrying the company in my opinion um but yeah I just saw that and I just responded wow
1: like i just couldn't really well, a lot of people were thinking that it was the movies and so they're like, they doing in the movies and, fuck people, that. and people were like there's no way uh the rock would sign off on this this is so stupid blah 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 and i'm like guys read the article it says in justice league in the comics yeah um, and knowing that bendis is a part of that mm-hmm. it totally lines up and it totally makes sense that he would try something that stupid
0: yeah i don't know that was random Uh, But the one thing we do need to talk about that is Batman related is we got a new redesign for Scarecrow coming from uh, George Jimenez, who is currently the artist on Batman, who is working with uh, Tynan. And this redesign, look, this redesign screams anime, screams anime. It looks cool, but I don't think it works in Batman.
1: It looks like a post-apocalyptic Scarecrow. Yeah. That would definitely be something of like... Yeah, it, it definitely should probably should have played more into Future State, to be completely honest. I think
0: so. Yeah, because even the Future State Scarecrow, which we got to see today in the stuff we're going to talk about, uh, definitely looks like it could fit into the current run of Batman. Um, here's the thing about the Scarecrow thing, because we, we got the first glimpse of this in a silhouette back on the covers of uh i think the next issue that they're gonna drop or whatever like it's gonna be like a two like an a cover and a b cover that are like villains and heroes and you see scarecrow in the background like doing a typical anime thing where he's in a silhouette but you see his eyes like you know or like the crazy mouth or something like that very very anime for villains and my thing here now is i feel like obviously Tynan and Jimenez are heavily inspired by anime. I love anime too. We've had this discussion many, many times on this podcast of why it just feels like it doesn't work. But what I think should happen is we should take Tynan off of Batman. And you know what? Take Jimenez with him and just let them go make an anime Batman where they can do whatever they want. Like, reinvent the whole world of batman you want to fucking make his parents death crazier the joker did it harley quinn did it whatever you want to do take that just Jimenez and Tynan be like you're off of batman but you're gonna make batman the anime and just fucking let them do that and let them redesign every character let them redesign batman he uses a sword now he does whatever do not care i think i'd be more into reading that then I would be the current Batman run.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, cause then, you know, you're almost, like you said, the whole black label thing is killing it. So I think if you do that, you know, people would be drawn into it because, and this goes all into what I've been saying about infinite frontier. People are going to be confused with continuity because that is what we have been trained to read and to look at in comics throughout everything you know marvel does it in a very like tongue in cheek way where everything from the very first appearance of characters way back in god knows how long yeah that all still counts and it's almost exactly the way you describe it like just like doctor who it's you know time is relative to whatever you're writing yeah dc for some reason does not want to do that They, they don't act like that happens whatsoever. And I don't know if it's just the crying of Bendis or whoever, but these writers now at DC is like, I want my own universe and all these characters that I write should be mine alone and nobody else should be playing with them and doing this and that. And you know, everybody's panties are in a wad. And Mm -hmm. so DC has decided, Hey, everybody gets their own universe. You can do whatever with each character. And continuity matters, but doesn't matter. And nobody's going to catch on to that. Nobody's going to make sense of that because it then like for me, the way I think about it, okay, if continuity doesn't matter, then I don't need to be reading all these other books. I can just read one book. Yeah. And I can pick my favorite character and I buy less DC. Mm -hmm. Whereas, The old way it used to be, which was literally just a few months ago, if you have connective tissue between each book, whether it just be a small little thing or not, it gets readers to want to buy more books. Yeah, it just does. Yeah,
0: I mentioned this back when, uh, when you know, the pandemic first started, which we're already coming up on a year on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading all of Ed Brubaker's Catwoman, which I think is a phenomenal run. And it ended up tying into Justice League and, you know, freaking, uh, what was the identity crisis? And yep. it, it tied into all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God. And it made me read all of that stuff because I wanted more. And yeah, and, you know, like, it is a pretty unfortunate that it does seem like we are dealing with egotistical writers here. We've had plenty of opinions on that here on this podcast. Granted, we don't know these people, but just from the way things are being written and how it seems like they don't really give a shit about continuity. It does seem like, uh, you know, they kind of want it their way or the highway. And uh, we've seen plenty, plenty of changes. And yeah, I've said like, again, I, and I'm going to talk about it in some of these things, but I just don't care about I just don't care about this future state stuff because there's I have nothing to look forward to after this. It, like Harley it doesn't Quinn go ends anywhere. today. Yeah. yeah, Harley Quinn ends today. Um I think some of these other books are ending as well. And I just don't care. Nightwing has been the only one that I'm like, wow. Oh, Catwoman was pretty good too. Like that week that we had. Catwoman, Nightwing, I was like, Those well, that's a fucking awesome. But well,
1: that's the thing though. This month, month of February, yeah, everything ends. Whether yeah. it be the four issue stuff or the two issue stuff, it ends. Now we just got an announcement that uh, Wonder Girl uh, is is going to be a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, issue one comes out in I think April. Um, we also got uh, Mister Miracle, um, the backup from one of the Superman books of Future State. It's also getting a mini series. So right. books are continuing, or you know, telling a different story within that universe. Which can be fun, probably. But for that miniseries, I am not going to buy it each month that it comes out or each week that it comes out. I'm going to wait until it finishes and then possibly read it and then purchase it. Like, that's just the way it's going to happen. Because you're not exciting me with saying, hey, um, this is going to end and uh, you'll wait another four months and uh, an issue one from this whole story comes out later. Like, they need... They needed to make this future state more connected and tell a cohesive story and then say, hey, you can finish this story uh, in DC Universe Infinite as a digital only. And that's how we're going to get subscribers to that series and then go on to our main continuity books back in March and continue it as a main continuity. Like, that's what they needed to do, and it sucks that, you know, I fell into the trap or almost fell into the trap of Future State, because at mm-hmm. one time, I was like, I'm gonna buy all the fucking Superman-related titles, and unfortunately, I haven't bought anything from Future State. Yeah. I, I haven't. Uh, I I have the- I bought Catwoman. That was it. I've had the luxury of being able to, you know, read these reviews, mm-hmm. and- when it completes, I may buy the uh issues of Nightwing. I do know that it's sold out at our local shop, so yeah. I'll have to look around. But that's really the only one, and it really depends on how Teen Titans ends. I'll probably buy that one as well. But as far as I know, oh, yeah, those I are one. the only two that have really been like, holy shit, this book is good.
0: Yeah, no, those were good. Those are good. Yeah, I, like I said, I enjoyed Catwoman, so I bought that one. Nightwing was sold out. Uh, I enjoyed Teen Titans, but I was like, I don't want to buy it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was pretty good. But, yeah, man, my thing is just I-, I want a connective story. Like, I like to be able to go throughout the history of it and be like, oh, my God, that's a deep cut and blah, blah. Not be like, you know, fucking this guy just read an old Tom King book or an old fucking uh, Grant Morrison book. And he's like, oh, that seems cool. I'm going to throw it in this book. And there's not any connected tissue. It's just like an Easter egg kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about that. I like when somebody takes an old deep cut and makes it a part of their story, making that old story continuity like that is awesome. Not just like we're going to pick and choose what we want to fucking do and make it part of our story. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, it is what it is. Um, but I just haven't really, really gave a shit about a lot of this stuff personally. Um, did, have we even talked about a book? We're no. talking about the anime thing, right? I was just like, fuck. We're well, just
1: the hell. anime thing, but also I felt like this future state was going to be moving in towards yeah. whatever book we're going to talk about next. You said you kind of looked through it. You didn't read it. Um, I read Harley Quinn. okay, um, Harley Quinn number two. This ended the series. Um, this involved a lot more of Black Mask, but it was kind of a letdown. Yeah. Again, you know, we are seeing what we are already getting in criminal sanity with Harley Quinn. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people love this book for some reason. They're like, Oh man, this is like nothing we've never seen before. I'm like, you're not reading black label then. And if you're not, then you're really missing out on something. You know, they're like, Oh, but this whole Hannibal Lecter type thing is like so cool. And it's like, yeah, you really need to be reading black label. I'm sorry. Like Cami Garcia did it first. And we get to see her out in the field but they're trying to put her in the silliness and also the seriousness of what she used to be. Yeah. And it just doesn't work out here. Um, but we do know that Harley Quinn is really pushing for, um, for Crane to be Scarecrow again. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. To the point where like, he is looking at this mask of Scarecrow at one point, and he's just like pondering whether he should do it. And one of the magistrate officers comes in. And he's like, Hey, what are you doing with that mask? And he's like freaking out. And he's like, Get the fuck out of my office, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, because masks are illegal. This is something that, of course, is supposed to be some somewhat of a you know uh balancing scale for Crane, whether he should do it or not. And He eventually does. He eventually does start to wear the mask. Um, It is there basically to um, bring in Harley Quinn to face off against Black Mask. She ended up being just bait. Yeah. So that way Scarecrow could use his toxin gas on Black Mask and all of his goons. And it's really weird. They portray Scarecrow as like, the scariest and most villainous person that Gotham has ever met, and i and you've never seen that from Scarecrow, so just throwing that in here in this two issue series, I guess it could be believable, but at yes. the same time, we all know Crane to sometimes be really really badass, but most of the time just you know a one two punch to his face, and he's already knocked out, you know from Batman that's yes. usually what that character is um. But then it all becomes this like it was all of it was all part of Harley Quinn's plan to like get out of Blackgate. Mm -hmm. And that was like randomly put in in literally the last two pages. And so it didn't make sense whatsoever for the ending. She actually uses the Scarecrow mask uh, to get away and. It looks like she's about to take the mantle of Scarecrow and then like at the end she throws the mask and she's like, ah, I've never been one for masks, huh? Yeah. And then and then it ends. And so y- you can't bring out something to look like this Hannibal Lecter, you know, freaking silence of the lambs thing is your catch. And then at the end, the very next issue be like, eh, let's just throw that away. Yeah. You know? It it doesn't it doesn't flow very well. And, and I feel like it dropped the ball hard.
0: Yeah. Uh, art was still good. There was some really nice panels in here. Uh, I love when Harley is wearing the actual mask and she's kind of doing that kind of weird hand gesture. Yeah, Simone
1: thing. is amazing. Yeah. There, so for sure. But yeah.
0: Um You know, this was one of those casualties that I knew was going to happen. And to, you can't tell a story in two issues sometimes. Like it just doesn't work. Like, especially unless it's, unless it's coming off of something that you can relate to, but, um, you know, there are very rarely good people that can tell a solid story in a few pages, you know what I mean? Let alone two issues. A few pages, I think is easier. Cause you're like, all right, I got five pages to tell a whole story and that's it. But When you're like, all right, you got, tw- you know, two issues and you're like, all right, I got time. Um, and so, yeah, I don't really expect much here. And the the unfortunate thing with uh, how you said they were trying to portray Scarecrow as a badass, he could be, but unfortunately, everybody's like Joker, Joker, Joker. Everybody does Joker, and I feel like Joker ends up like pretty much squandering a great character that Scarecrow could be because Joker also uses gas. So I think people are like, oh well, Joker already does it, so Scarecrow's isn't that crazy. But you know just like everybody uses throwing knives and stuff like that, everybody knows about the batterings, right? So, like, you can just make Jokers, like, oh, Jokers makes people's faces just go into a smile, whereas Scarecrow makes you go into a hallucination. Like, it's so different, a different type of gas. And um, I think people don't really, they do just see Scarecrow as a one-two punch guy, and the way you fix that is you have Batman beat the shit out of him and then you have Scarecrow get up all bloodied and be like, I'm your biggest fear. You know what I mean? Or do something like that. And you're just like, and,
1: oh, And shit. that's the thing, you know, this may be very stereotypical as somebody who really only got a huge uh, piece of like who Scarecrow is from the Arkham video games. Mm-hmm. But like, have him play off of, you know, the names of fears again like how that did you know and and say oh the fear of this the fear of that and like really get into the fucking heads of everybody's that he's fucking with you know Mm -hmm. i think that's how you make scarecrow scary like that's what you do like for me if if there comes a time where scarecrow is messing with fucking tim or barbara and is like oh you have a fear of clowns and really starts to fucking hallucinate that shit into the panels of of a fucking book yeah i'm scared of clowns so that's gonna fuck with me Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna be like oh shit like this is this is legit this is gonna be scary but to just make him be this person that's like oh i have gas and then kind of like here you see the goons of black mass be like oh it's in it's it's under my skin it's under my skin But you don't know what it is yeah you know it could be rats it could be bugs it could be worms like play into it show us that's the biggest problem that i have with most comics these days they love to tell and they hate to show yeah comics is a visual medium we need to see the stuff that you're trying to describe in words otherwise i'm just reading and you know that's just eh you know
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I have to read enough in video games nowadays. So it's like, just give me this. This is supposed to be a visual medium where I'm supposed to enjoy just the photos and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, they kind of squandered Scarecrow. Harley Quinn. I'm still waiting for just a good Harley Quinn story. Like, I'm. that's honestly all I want. Uh, moving on to something that I know you probably didn't read. I didn't read it, but I did skim through it. Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey, which is on Black Label. I cannot take this art style serious. It's one of the reasons why I'll never read these books. It's one of the reasons why I never read the Harley Quinn run that was happening. But there is this one thing that I noticed in the Harley Quinn, she basically is dying in here. So she like goes to heaven and she's like talking to the devil and God in this. And she's trying to like swat away the clouds that are covering up her nice bits. And like, she's doing that a lot. And I'm just like, I just can't take this serious like i just
1: it's I the know. amanda connor freaking jimmy uh palmiati like humor that's just oh yeah. yeah
0: and it's it's like i'm totally down with like an adult-centric book but this this might have been funny in an animated show like harley quinn but it just doesn't work here i think had the art been better i would have been like oh interesting it's all like like when naruto does his fucking sexy jutsu like that works you <laughs> know what i mean you're like yeah um but here i'm just like it just looks goofy you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and i just don't know like what they were trying to do and like they do it for like six pages it's like, I'm the, just, back like
1: of the book isn't it
0: yeah she's just all like talking to god and trying to wipe these things away and stuff like that i'm like you know what that would be funny in an animated form you know where she's all like why are you trying to cover up my stuff or whatever you know what i mean like but here i'm just like who i don't know i, I don't know I, I just can't stand that art style personally It just seems like... It just reminds me of, like, Peanuts. You know what I mean? And Peanuts works because it's fucking Peanuts. Like, that's the style. Mm -hmm. But this is just too goofy for Harley Quinn. And I don't know if it's just the way they draw Harley Quinn or what. But I don't know. I just don't... I'm just i not a fan of it, personally. So there was that. And uh, I just always know it's... I just feel like the adult humor and that art style doesn't work. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, trying to do that kind of stuff with that art style. Just, I'm like... (sniffs) This is a little weird. It's just too childish to have these kind of jokes. So I think that's kind of where it goes. Uh, Next up, we got The Next Batman.
1: What did you think of this? So here in The Next Batman, I I wanted to like it. Mm -hmm. I really did. With all of these books, especially with Future State being a new slate of books, I really wanted to give this book a chance. There is so many plot points that Ridley wants to touch on mm-hmm. that I you can't stay focused on it. Yeah. You know? And this is issue three. There is one more issue left. Mm-hmm. There is one more issue left on this title. And that's it. And the problem that I have with this book, there was one moment... That felt very like it just completely veered off. You know what it was? It was the officer. The officer named... Let me see. That was
0: was getting chewed out by Peacekeeper
1: 1? By Peacekeeper Mm 1. He was introduced as the hard ass. Yeah. As the big guy on campus. Now, I understand going to your superior, you're always going to be like... A little bit like, hey, I need to chill, whatever. Yeah. But they Ridley made him into such a bitch under Peacekeeper One. Yeah. And it may have been a creative choice, of course, just to be like, hey, this is how badass Peacekeeper One is. Yeah. But I felt that it was such a change that I no longer was interested in that character. Yeah. You know, I feel that. And to go from where he was when he was first introduced in the alleyway to where he is here. And then where he goes immediately after with his other coworkers to be like, Oh fuck you guys. What do you think happened? You know, I got my ass chewed and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to kill the Batman. And it was just like, yeah, whatever. You're, you're, you're a throwaway character now. I don't care about you anymore. And the whole premise between these cops like, I still don't know who they are. Yeah, like nobody they, does. In they, any of the issues we've read, they introduced them, I believe, in like maybe two panels or two pages in issue one, with the whole like batting cages of the like the cop that got fucking. Oh, you're talking
0: hurt. about the actual detectives.
1: Yeah, that's okay. what I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows that this is issue three, and yeah. nothing has been solidified with these characters to get me to say, I want to follow that character in this story. I want to know what they're up to. I want to know why they're doing what they're doing. We're not getting anything.
0: Yeah, so there's, like you said, there's a lot of plot points. So we got one thing, Peacekeeper 1 is hiding something about killing Batman because everybody's confused. Like, why is he so bent up on Batman? Like, why is he, he's got like this hard on for Batman for some reason. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about the original Batman. Everybody's like, do we even know he killed him is kind of what you're getting the sense of. And because uh, he was talking about, he was like, "That's not the Batman you fought in the alleyway. Like, I killed Batman. You know what I mean?" So the his so his like you know followers or whatever are questioning Peacekeeper One. Whatever's going on there. There's that story. Yeah, the cops. We see that Batman has their number or one of the numbers of the cops, and he's like, "I know you're a good cop because of this." this or like whatever. And she's all like, "How do you know that?" Blah blah. So we got that story going on. We're like, okay, how does he know? Um, we found out another thing randomly. Apparently Jace got uh freaking tortured a lot in his old job, whatever that was. So we got to find out about that. Uh, Lucius Fox is a fucking dick now, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and his wife, so is is the
1: the, same. the Fox family is all like just like, "Hey, we just need and I I know that Ridley wanted to throw in this like, "Hey, we're black. Like, yeah. we know how this is and you're just going to go ahead and do it?" And they're still like, well, they shouldn't wear masks. And I understand the political like stance on that. I understand it completely. Um, Which I guess can be a good plot point. But you throw so much more into the fucking hat in this book. You don't know who to follow. You don't know what you want to do. Like Ridley doesn't know what he wants to do. So he's going to throw all this stuff there and be like, hey, I filled 27 pages. We're good.
0: Yeah, like, I, we all assumed, and I wonder if Ridley got into his own head about this, we all assumed, oh, this is going to be a political, social book that he's about to write. I will say, that's not what he's writing, and now I'm kind of like, fuck, I wish he would have gave me what I thought he was going to give me, yeah. because he is making, like, I, I know we don't want to bring race into this, but it is, I mean, we're watching this before our eyes, I mean, they literally made Black Batman just to make Black Batman, And what is and race hasn't come into this, so at the same time, well then why the fuck even do it then? You know what I mean? If you're not gonna use the whole race thing in this at all, why even fucking do this? But Lucius is making the same mistakes any fucking white businessman would make. His wife, who's supposed to be, I guess, like this social justice lawyer, is trying to just be like, Look, I'm just trying to hold up the law that they can kill whoever they want and make sure we're not gonna get burned for this. Like Okay, so they're cool with people being killed? That's really weird. Um, I feel like Bruce would beat the shit out of Lucius right now for going through with any of this because Bruce would never be cool with this. And somebody would have to correct me if I'm wrong because I know Wayne Tech needs to make money, but I don't know if Bruce, at least when they usually write him, he's not selling a lot of weapons and shit through Wayne Tech to other people to be killed. Usually it's like Wayne Tech is developing safer this and that, blah, 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 blah. And it's usually stuff Batman could more than likely like control if he needs to. You know what I mean? But from here, it seems like Lucius Fox, who is now Wayne Tech, is selling weapons to the, the magistrate who is just killing people that wear masks on site. Yeah. And Batman would never be cool with that. And so I just don't like you would think Lucius who was attacked by these people was like we're going to change things but I just find it so weird that him being and granted to give Ridley the benefit of the doubt we know that punchline fucked with Lucius and so we can kind of say like okay maybe this changed his mind maybe this is his motivation thing and his daughter does say it in here like you know I don't he's never been the same since punchline so we can assume that but it's just so weird to think that everything Lucius has been
1: through, this is the breaking point. You well, know what I mean. And here's the thing: I want to know whose first draft Ridley took to manipulate it into what we have. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Because of course, yeah, you know he he came in and he's like, "Hey, I want to I want to write Black Batman." And they're like, "Cool, you can do that. You can do that with this." I yeah. want to know who gave him the material and who got it into his head to be like, hey, this is the Magistrate. They are doing this to Gotham. Work with it. Yeah. Because this whole idea of the Magistrate has engulfed these books. And the only one that seems to really get it is Nightwing's writer. Like, I feel like that is a compelling story. Yeah. Here, it's not really compelling because he's not doing anything with it he he is ridley is just telling the audience that the magistrate are bad motherfuckers that want to kill everybody that's yeah, it he's hunting batman that's all we've gotten for three that's issues all i got from here yeah
0: in, yeah, Night,
1: in nightwing's story i know that the magistrate has done things because of the reaction that nightwing has gotten from who he was in the past mm-hmm. and who he is becoming like that because of the prior history of the character I'm like oh okay this is a solid story with this you want to build something especially with the new character that you're trying to to bring into the DC universe yeah that was ridley's number one mistake from the beginning and and I know a lot of people don't want to hear this but his future state story needed to be an origin and not smack dab in the middle
0: yeah for sure um yeah it's so weird like and I, i'm pretty sure if we go back on those podcasts because i I'm, i am thinking about it now like did i shit on the idea of him doing a social justice book and if i did i'll admit that i'm wrong because i'd rather just read that now yeah like i'd rather sure. just read no, that
1: now. i don't think we sh- we really shit on it i think we were like oh i know exactly what he's gonna do yeah we kind of predicted it i don't think we really made it into anything that we don't want to see mm-hmm. but- we also said hey whatever he's gonna write bring it on and we will talk about it when it's here it's here and unfortunately it's not really anything to be wowed about
0: yeah for sure uh we did have a moment between um fox like luke and his sister and she was like hey are you batman He's all like, no, I'm not Batman. She's like, you lied about being Batwing, you know? So he, she was trying to get it out of him. He's like, look, I'm not Batman. And they bring up Jace and he's like, oh, things aren't even better. Mom and dad are strung out. He, she was basically saying, can you just stop being Batman? Because it's stressing out mom and dad.
1: Like, uh. And, then, and of course, you're supposed to get the whole idea because of what Luke says. He's like, whoever's out there, I know that they're good people. Yeah. And then, of course, you see Jace right after that. Yeah. And i just think it's fucking hilarious this whole jace thing because even luke is like tim and his sister's like you mean jace like yeah like
0: is Is that supposed to be like a him him her pronouns kind of thing like
1: and i don't know what the fuck it 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 will do maybe we'll get more into it in batman's second son i think jace is a witness protection name think so I think Jace is a witness protection name. I think that Tim got into some really deep shit and needed help from his family, and this is how they're helping him.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um that would be interesting, but he said he got tortured in his old in
1: his old stuff. So yeah. like Yeah, I think that yeah. is the the reason why he had to fucking bail. He got tortured and he's like, I can't do this shit anymore. I gotta yeah.
0: I don't know, but again, that is something we should have been learning in these last three issues, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I shouldn't have to read a digital first to learn out about all this stuff. Even if it was just a flashback, like I always like referencing, um, we learned a little bit about like back in Snyder's run when he was a good writer for Batman. Mm -hmm. uh, He he would do these things at the start of an arc where it was like these soldiers, right? They were like in Afghanistan or whatever. And something was happening like that. And at it was, it was either at the end of every issue or at the end of the arc, you found that resolution. Mm. So like you could have done that at the start of this and maybe had something going on with Jace. He's being tortured or something like that. Or he's doing whatever, whatever the Jace name is or whatever makes him want to be Batman. Should have started at the start of this. And then in this final issue, we're going to figure out what that is. And that leads into the second son or whatever. Yeah. You know? And that was something Scott Snyder used to do really well. But this, I'm just like, what? And and you're seeing like the humanity in in Jice. But like, because he's, he's trying to get justice for these two people that killed somebody. He knows they killed them. They've admitted it. And he's trying to get them over to the cops because the magistrate will just kill them because they wore masks. And um, I will say it was interesting to kind of see this where he got caught off guard because they actually helped him. The wife helped like um, he got shot and then they like uh, carterized the wound. And then the husband, he's like, all right, I'm going to go take these, you know, bad people to you. And the the husband's like, fuck that. Like, we're not going to do this. And he starts beating up Batman. He hits him in the wound. So he goes down. And then he's trying to, like, choke him out, right? And the wife's like, what are you doing? He's like, maybe they'll let us go if we kill the Batman. So I was like, you know what? That's decent character motivation. And I kind of like seeing, since this is a new Batman and we don't know anything about him, I feel like, okay, This is something that is plausible to happen because he's such a rookie, yeah. And so, like he's gonna learn
1: learn this. I can totally see that.
0: Yeah. Unlike Tynan having Batman tied to a freaking gurney right (laughs) when somebody's about to get killed, and then he breaks out at the, you know, like it's just this is plausible, and so it was okay. Like it was whatever. But I will say, um, I didn't read the two books at the end of this story.
1: I did not either.
0: I will say that it does seem like more social justice or whatever is happening with the signal than there is with um, Batman over here, Mm. because it seems like he is trying to at least start a revolution or do something to protect people. Uh, Granted, it's unfortunate that there's all this other crazy mystical shit happening as well with, you know, fucking pure lightning, black lightning guy and all this other crap. And um, it is what it is, but, it does seem like he's trying to do something. I don't even know if we've gotten the reason why he doesn't wear his mask anymore. Um, Cause I feel like just wearing a suit would get you killed too.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I I think also that like the way they're doing it is that like Duke Thomas has been such a thorn in the magistrate's side. Mm-hmm. He made himself known. And he's yeah. like, I'm so dangerous that I don't need a mask anymore. Yeah. Basically. And I will say this Duke has some like cyberpunk 2099 shit going on with mm-hmm. his like persona and shit, which I totally vibe with. It's cool. Yeah. I like it, but I mean, the suit does look total CW though. I'm yeah. Just... At
0: the uh, end. Man. Yeah. 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 It was kind of weak. Um, And then I didn't even read what was happening with Ark of night, but it looks like some characters died and stuff like that. And she has her own signal now. Um it just sucks because I really love the Arkham Knight but again this story's ending so I don't give a shit about it. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Um so that that's unfortunate. But yeah man for the most part that was the next Batman. Um you know it it is just really sad that Ridley's not producing here. And again, I don't know if it's because he got into his own head. I don't know if he randomly came across Batman News Weekly and he was like, "Oh, that's what they think I'm going to do. I'm going to do something that would actually happen in a comic book." and i'm just like well you failed like we were hoping for something good not um not this and i think maybe and and again this is i don't know if ridley had ever wrote comic books before this or even looked at the medium or even was a fan of it but i don't know if he just read some of the lat, like the most current stuff which would have been Tynan, unfortunately and was just like all right this is what a comic book is and I'm just like, no, like, that's not what a comic book is. Like, you should have been reading the fucking hits. You know what I mean? Like, Jeff Loeb. But fucking here's the that. thing.
1: I haven't been reading it, but a lot of people say his next Batman and the other history of the DC universe that's on Black Label, fucking night and day. When it comes oh, really? to Writing. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. I don't know what it is that he is wanting to write from Batman that he like gets to this point where it's just like, what the, like this can't be Ridley to the point where he's going to the other history of the DC universe and black label. He's like, Oh, I'm going to let loose. Like, I kind of hate that. I kind of hate they're like, and, and yes, I, we, I understand that we on majority are loving black label more than quote unquote main continuity books. Yeah. I also want to love main continuity books, you know? Yeah, for sure. You get more of them.
0: Exactly. Like, you know, and and that's what blows my mind too, right? Like, so again, I don't, from what we were told from an, a writer and an, or an assistant editor or somebody that's involved with Future State, they said this is the most freeing writers have ever got with these books. So Ridley doesn't have problems. Like there shouldn't be issues with Ridley being able to write whatever he wanted. So I'm very concerned or curious at why he's picking to do this especially if that other stuff is good right and i just again this this will always blow my mind and it's just because i am a fan that is also wanting to be the batman writer someday that i don't see how you finally get your chance to write batman and you write stuff like this you know what i mean i feel like everybody's probably heard about batman since childhood and you've probably been birthing these ideas forever and how is it that you finally got the opportunity and you're failing? Like, and are you're just not putting out your best work. Because Tynan, we know, is a good writer, but he's not putting out his best work. And again, we've kind of been like, he's trying to make toys here, you know? Yeah,
1: and, and that's what you kind of have to, like, I guess, deal with, with IPs like Batman, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, this goes alongside with, you know, Of course, this is uh, WB that I'm going to be going into, but like you know, the whole thing with Kathy Yan and and Zack Snyder and and David Ayer, this whole thing of like, oh, the suits make the decision, and you have nothing to do about it. We've heard that even Tom King, when he was writing Heroes in Crisis, they said, "Hey, you can write a story with these three characters, make a story about them," and that was um, boost old harley quinn and wally west yeah like that was it and the same thing with with batman they're like okay you can do a batman story you can do a bane story but you need to put flashpoint batman in there as well like they were telling him hey you need to do this and that might be the case with majority of these books Mm -hmm. but you're an oscar winning writer like yeah you should be able to juggle anything anybody throws at you
0: you know And this just goes to, again, for all of you that hate on Tom King, Tom King was able to put out, if he was told to do all those things, he's still putting out bangers. And when it comes down to being a writer, ladies and gentlemen, it's called creative writing for a reason. Somebody should be able to be like, here's a rock, here's a potato, make an adventure story out of this. And you should be able to fucking do it. And that's what separates. TikTok sound. (laughs) I'm a potato. (laughs) That's That's what makes, that's what separates the great writers from the average writers is people that can take anything and make it fucking a good story. Yeah. And so if you are an aspiring writer out there, I highly suggest you read everything, even if you don't like it, but the shit that people say is good. Find out why it's good compared to the shit. Maybe you like that people are like, that's trash. You know what I mean? Like, compare and contrast and always be a critical thinker when it comes to writing. So you don't end up like this, where you finally get the chance to write your favorite character. And people are like, this fuck it sucks. Granted, you're not going to please everybody, but you know, you can still write a great story. Um, which brings us onto our final book of the
1: podcast,
0: which was surprisingly good. Holy Did not expect shit. this. Man bat.
1: Yeah, we do. I remember last episode, I told you the books that we were going to be reading and you're like, Man Bat, uh, who asked for it? Not going to read yeah. that. Dude, this is fucking Wolfman DC style. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I don't know who the fuck this writer is. Mm-hmm. But it was surprisingly good. Like, yeah. I haven't been reading Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. And I understand that he has some character development there. There is apparently a um an issue i think an annual of justice league dark where he's almost like the crypt keeper where he's like telling a story and he's talking to the audience and people were like bring me that book i want that book and instead we got this this is even like this is good
0: Yeah, no, man, I was very surprised. Uh, It does kind of give you a little rundown of who Man-Bat is right at the start, just in case you've never read Man-Bat. You know, he has this serum that changes him into the Bat. He does have this love life or this person that he does love, but him being Man-Bat does get in the way of that and she's scared of him. And it's a very interesting thing where, again, it kind of goes into that idea of like villains never really think they're villains, you know what I mean? And Man-Bat is like, I know I can do good. I can save the day. I can be the hero. But as he's trying to be the hero, he's fucking up and he's causing more pain than he's like bringing like, you know, hope and shit like that. And um, yeah, this was surprisingly good because they do this thing that is, I'm a sucker for in comics is you don't give me dialogue from the character. You give me their inner thoughts because I don't know why this works, but in inner thoughts, I feel like you can be you don't have to sound epic in inner thoughts right it just needs to be like I'm thinking this this is happening like if I don't get to this point to that point in 30 seconds like this is over but when you say it like I gotta make it to that next building in the next 20 seconds or the whole world is gonna be destroyed that's cheesy as fuck yes but if you're thinking it I don't think that's cheesy so like What's happening here is Man-Bat is just like hyping himself up. He's like, I'm going to show the world that I can be this hero. And he's talking about how Bat when Batman shows up to stop him, he's like, look at this pretender. Like he doesn't know the fucking
1: stuff about the bat. I love the fact. Now, I always I I always love this fact whenever I was taught it back in high school and even like before that, a hero, well, sorry, an antagonist and villain are two different things. Yeah. Batman is the antagonist of this book and it portrays it very well. Mm -hmm. I love that like Batman comes in and like, because of like the, the flames off of the Batwing and everything else, it like shines this like big red light behind him. Yeah. But it shows it almost as if he's villainous. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I love that. I love the visuals in this book. The art was actually really, really good. Um, especially in the moments where he turned into Man-Bat. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And, you know, he, he you're right. He does try to attempt to be this, like, good guy. And you even see, of course, like I said, an antagonist and villain are two different things. Batman is still being Batman. Like, yeah. if we saw the other side of this, he would still be saying the exact same things. Yeah. And he's like, no, you can't. You're You're going to hurt somebody. Like, you need to calm down. Yeah. And he's not thinking anything else. Like Man Bat is not thinking anything else. He's just saying, I need to stop these people. Yeah. And these burglars or, or robbers or whatever stole this technology, which is essentially a fucking sonar bazooka. Like yeah. is yeah. what it is. And it did malfunction in this giant crash that Man Bat caused. And when they shoot it, it fucking explodes uh when he city block like a city block yeah he tackles the guy who has it it crashes into the ground it explodes the whole city block just like shatters with all the fucking buildings and everything the glass and langstrom wakes up he's completely has uh, a freaking harnessed into this chair and batman is saying like hey I'm, I'm, you're, you're at a commission. Like, I know Mm -hmm. that you want to do good. I understand, like, you, you did some work with Justice League Dark and blah, blah, blah. But I, I got some people working on a cure. I will do the best I can, but you're, you're going, you're going to Arkham. There's no ifs and or buts about it. Yeah. And Langstrom is like, you can't do this. Like, I can still be the hero. I can be the good guy. You have to give me the chance to do so. Mm -hmm. And, Batman's like, yeah, no, sorry, like not going to happen. Like, again, I will, I will help you with this cure as, as, as soon as I get it, I will, I will give it to you. Yeah. And Langstrom says something to Batman that almost makes Batman speechless. And Mm -hmm. I love the panels. He says, I've always gotten the sense that you and I were kindred spirits. Uh, Has being a bat destroyed your life too? Have you continued in spite of that, yeah, and Batman, the art, the shadows, everything—it looks so good. He speeches; he doesn't say anything. And he says, "Hey, GCPD is waiting for us." Yeah. He walks away, and I'm like, "Ooh, he got Batman good." He like, boom, right there, because yeah. in a way, they do relate. They do relate in that way, but Matt, Batman's not gonna not gonna relate himself to essentially a psychopath. Like he's just yeah. not do it a monster but here i love how this writer because i've never really thought about it in this way because there was always a serum that was involved but i guess it was the same way with this character they've made him more of a jacqueline hyde character Mm -hmm. where now he hears man bat speaking to him yeah i love that and he says You don't need to drink their serum. It's already inside of you. Like, yeah, turn and let's be free. And he does. He saves the people that were transporting him. He's like, hey, no hard feelings. Nobody's going to blame you for what I'm about to do. And he flies off. Yeah. And then at the end, we find out that like, oh, there's going to be some people looking for him. Mm
0: -hmm. And those
1: people are the Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know if that's going to be branched out into a new Suicide Squad book. One, I will say for anybody that is like, oh, well, Man Bat's always been the serum. There is panels in here discussing, like, when Batman does have him held down, he is all like, your DNA is being altered. Like, you are going to soon no longer be Langstrom. Like, you are going to be just pure Man Bat. So if you're curious about why he's able to change and do the Jekyll Hyde thing, they kind of set it up to where... It's, he's becoming more man than he is man mm-hmm. so like that is a thing but i after like seeing that final panel with the suicide squad i was like this is how you make a suicide squad book or at least a new member to the suicide squad you start off with a mini series that branches out
1: into the suicide squad and now, i think that's you know pretty know fantastic that the suicide squad from future state the peacekeeper black manta and whoever yeah. else is going to be in there did i say peacekeeper is it Peacemaker. I, I can't I yeah. can't. remember. Um, but that book is spinning out into a normal, actual ongoing series in March. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if these characters will be a part of it. Or if this writer is having the opportunity to take advantage of infinite frontier and put whoever he wants on the Suicide Squad.
0: It's five issues, so he's got four more issues. Yeah, so we'll uh, see where that is. Yeah, again, that was basically like the Joker. Didn't need a fucking man bet, and they surprised me. But will they knock it out of the park for four more issues? That's the question. Because, you know, sometimes you can make a badass issue and the rest are kind of like, wham, wham. So uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that was the surprise of the week for sure. Probably, yeah, definitely the best thing I read this week. Um, I believe next week we got... Rorschach, uh, is it the next Batman as well? Right? Then we got is it Nightwing? Everything ends next week, or no? No, we still got more
1: stuff. No, right we off. have we have more stuff throughout February, but next week we have let's. See. We have Rorschach for sure, which I'm excited to keep that story going,
0: um, because that's been really good. I oh. feel like we got Rorschach. Didn't we just cover that like last week? Two weeks ago, I think last week was actually Strange Adventures, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, next week we have Future State. Uh, Dark Detective,
0: uh yes,
1: we have future state Team Titans, and then rorschach okay, damn, only a light week yep. um now, there are a lot of books coming up, but of course, Batman related stuff that is all we have, yeah,
0: that'll be interesting. We'll see if we get any news um before that, but uh yeah, for the most part, uh slow week seemed like it. uh, I will say if you are on the collectible front of uh batman you want to buy yourself something super ridiculously priced they did come out with i think it's prime studios came out with the uh forever statues yes that uh those look pretty cool as well no that's actually hot toys if i'm not mistaken Okay, okay but prime one studio came out with the justice buster Oh, which yeah, looks massive.
1: That to me. I was like, oh my
0: yeah. God. <laughs> so it is essentially, if I'm not mistaken, this is, I think they're trying to do the one from uh, Scott Snyder's run. It's what it looks yeah. like they're trying yeah. to parody. Mm-hmm. And it's the Justice Buster. And it comes with a full size Batman that can go inside of it,
1: I guess. Like, I wonder if just a top bust. the top off. I think it's yeah. just a bust of Batman just to make it look like he's in. When- no, there's actually like the promo
0: thing that they have, there's a whole nother Batman on the side, so I don't know Holy if it comes with a Batman like extra Batman. or if you can just pop me because I would think that they just built him inside, right that you can just yeah. pop off the head and that's what it is. So I don't know if they're also giving you the Batman to stand on the outside of it, but yeah, I don't know how much this is going to cost. Um, like I said, we'll sell for 640. No, that's not that cannot be 649 because that's too, that's too cheap. That's too cheap. Okay, oh, so there, so pre order. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. So, that, there, there is going to be a Batman, a 35 inch tall Batman that will sell for $2,500. Um, which uh, that is insane. And the Hulkbuster is that might be it too. I think that's all of it. I don't know. Not Hulkbuster, yeah. Justice Buster, my bad, my bad. Uh, okay. So, if you want to purchase both of them together it'll be three thousand dollars so three thousand dollars for this big ass justice buster and it but i will say the crazy awesome thing about this justice buster i believe it lights up which is one thing but at the base of it it has the whole justice leagues like like superman's cape wonder woman yeah. shit like green lantern it's all on the bottom like he just beat all their ass and i'm like oh that is awesome dude well
1: that was probably like one of the coolest arcs because that was right before Endgame, game in yeah. in snyder's series um and just seeing that thing like the way it's introduced in that comic yeah oh my god it was yeah. so good yeah dude it was like
0: because again i just don't know why snyder doesn't write like this anymore it blows my fucking mind um he made it so logical for batman right like batman was in a thing and he ended up i don't know if he carried this on his person or what the case was oh because he had it in his belt so batman was talking to alfred And what happens is Wonder Woman busts through a window and just chunks him out of it. And he's all like, whoa. But he's able to grab his belt before he's flying down. So obviously, Batman has everything in his utility belt. He has this way to control Wonder Woman. And it's like the lasso of truth but, like, opposite. And he's able to, like, send her into a dream state or some shit. And that's the way he beats her, which is kind of cool. And then fucking Aquaman comes out of nowhere And he, like, ends up calling for the Justice Buster. Like, he's like, Alfred isn't ready or whatever. And it sends all this smoke throughout the city to disperse everybody. But it's, like, non-toxic smoke. But, of course, it causes everybody to run. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, now I can fight the Justice League in an empty city so nobody dies. And I was all like, that's pretty awesome. He ends up, like... Uh, putting Aquaman down with some slime or something like that. No, no, is no.
1: isn't it the flash he gets like basically so, like sticky tack or whatever and it like- on the
0: floor yeah like no so the flash is like he says this next guy is too fast but if I pinpoint where he's going to be I can cause like friction or something like that yeah. to send him flying into a building and so he like does that and he's all like and this next person I spent a small like military fortune just for this guy, and then fucking Superman comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's (laughs) so good, dude. Like, (laughs) oh my god! I remember reading that for the first time. Like he's fighting the whole god. Like it was. That is the shit I love about Batman because again, he's a normal dude taking on gods. You know what I mean? That's always been the appeal to him, and why I think everybody relates. Because if you're the little guy, a la how we are trying to make entrepreneurship's out of nothing right now you're taking on the world like you know what i mean you can fail at any moment that's batman he could literally die by fucking stepping on the stairs the wrong way he's like ah and you're fucking dead but uh he keeps persisting forward and i think that's why he's such a great character but yeah anyway scott snyder what happened um so it is what it is clade you got anything happening this week
1: um Yeah, so uh, another episode of the Ranger Alliance podcast came on. Um, Of course, you can find that at the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. Um, So just type in Geek Ultimate Alliance on any podcast listening uh, app that you use. Um, It is episode eight. We talk about green with evil, all five episodes. Um, I am not a huge fan of the Green Ranger. You will find that out why there. Um, But go listen to that. Of course, I am always on the... Um, Weird Science Marvel podcast So go check that out. Me and Mark are finally going to be able to record this week. We haven't recorded in, I believe, two weeks. Um, So there is that. And of course, be on the lookout on my Twitter for the Etsy shop launch. I am wanting to launch it either before or on Valentine's Day. So that way everybody could get their cups way before Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out so that way you all can like take pictures of it while you're watching the movie it's gonna be great I I just picture like basically when you go to a theater and you get those themed cups that's why I'm doing this and that's I think would be really awesome to see all these pictures of people using my cup while they're watching the movie what if
0: how would you feel if you got hit with the fucking like takedown yeah (laughs) NDA. That would suck. You're my hero! Stop selling that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that would suck. Uh, But anyways, I doubt he would do that. He probably doesn't give a fuck. Um, But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you want to check out my shit, uh, you can go check out the Twitch channel. We stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6pm Central Standard Time. We've been trying to get through fucking Final Fantasy, but for some reason, I was the only PSN account yesterday that had scheduled maintenance, which was fucking random. So I couldn't play any of my stuff, which is the only downside to owning an all digital console is if your shit's going under maintenance you can't play shit which is fucking horrible um so anyways uh definitely go check that out i do stream every tuesday on my youtube channel we've been uploading five at least five videos a week over there and of course on the reaction channel we upload six videos a week now which is kind of crazy definitely go check out that and uh yeah go hit up tiktok i've been working on a bunch of content to hopefully be dropping two videos a day for a while over there but still i got a lot to go but anyways, you can always check out the Link Tree for all of that stuff, ladies and gentlemen. But that is it for this week's episode. As always, or remember, Batman. Oh, wait, fuck on. He's Fanboy Clay. I'm Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!
1: New-